You're getting out of your comfort zone in so many different ways for the bike and fundraising, asking people for money and, and all these different kinds of things. So I think that's really awesome. I, a lot of the times when I'm thinking about whether or not to do something, a lot of it's driven by like, is this something I've done before? And if it's not like, that's all the much more reason to try it out and experience that. And the fact that you're doing it for this charity, uh, I think you had said a hundred percent goes straight to the charity, right? There's not a whole bunch of like bells and whistles uh, that mm -hmm. all this money's being split a million different ways. Right. That's exactly right. So that's one of the other compelling things about this charity that Dale shared with us that night and then I've you know since looked read done a bit of research listened to interviews with the founder so the way the organization is structured is that a hundred percent of the funds raised goes straight to the kids to the homes and to the projects that they create and the way they raise Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm good. Luckily, this good. is not a video podcast because I'm in my cozies <laughs> and Crocs this morning. <laughs> and Crocs. I didn't get to peep the crops, but I peep your cozies and they look so comfy. It's chilly this morning. Oh my gosh. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> what is the temperature for you these days? Okay, so it's eight. Well, I checked this morning. I always check the temperature. I don't know why I do that. I always check the weather. It's I do that too. Do you? I feel like yeah. I, like only old people do that or something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's that saying? That was a very ageist <laughs> statement right now. But anyway. I agree with you. That always seems like something old people talk about. So how's the weather? And it's like, what, what is the point of even knowing what the weather is? Because you can't change it anyway. So it's eight degrees Celsius, which is 46 Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah, that's chilly. Yeah. I still Do never you guys learned. have... I no, I say, don't know it either. Yeah, I know. But I lived in the States for four years. You'd think I would have learned how to convert <laughs> to Fahrenheit, but I just always stuck to Celsius. You know what? On our car dashboard, somehow the... Uh, you know how it reads the temperature uh -huh. in, in some cars. Uh, it got stuck on Celsius and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> and instead of learning what that meant, I spent weeks figuring out how to get it back to Fahrenheit. I finally got it back to Fahrenheit this week. <laughs> now we really do sound like two old women talking about the oh, weather. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what we do. Okay. Well, moving right along. <laughs> Today's episode is much more exciting, we promise. <laughs> Today's topic is all about giving back, something that both Nicole and I are always looking for opportunities to become more involved in. And when we started talking about giving back, we both realized that this comes in many forms. So when Nicole shared that she signed up for a fundraiser involving a 500K bike in Thailand, 
Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's a lot of kilometers. Long, long Wait, bike ride. I know. We actually talk about conversion. Yeah, let's see. What is that in miles? There you go. Like, we, we totally prepped to this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if I'm Googling right now, 500 kilometers to miles is. 310.6 Whoa, miles. Oh, that, that is, uh, oh my gosh, that's a lot. That is so much. I'm so freaking proud of you and I'm so excited for you. So this fundraiser is for an organization called Hands Across the Water. And I'm just so excited to learn more. So when you told me about the bike, we we're talking about giving back and how many different ways you can give back that it doesn't, you know, have to be a bike ride in Thailand and it doesn't have to be money and it doesn't have to be time. It can be all different kinds of things. And so today we're not only going to talk about the many ways that one can become involved in giving back, we also get to hear more about Nicole's bike ride. Yay! Yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing. So when is this bike again? So it's happening in April of next year. Okay, 2024. So you've Mm -hmm. got 10, 10 months, nine months, nine solid months. Yes, around about. Oh, it's going to come up pretty quickly, isn't it? That will come up so quickly. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I have so many questions for you. So how did you find out about this bike ride in the first place? Yes. So the way I found out about it was we were out at dinner one night with a good friend of ours, Dale Beaumont, with his wife as well. They run a massive program in Australia called Business Blueprint. Mm-hmm. We were out with his family, him and his uh, two kids, and two of their friends. And Dale mentioned that he'll be organizing another ride. I believe it's his ninth ride that he's done this wow. with his community from from Business Blueprint. And actually, the other couple that was there at dinner, the lady, she had been a part of this ride, I think at least once or twice, maybe even. So he shared that he was organizing it for his program. And he asked Omer and I if we would you know, be interested in, in joining his riders. And he shared a little bit of the backstory of what the organization is all about. He, he's done it nine times. And we were very intrigued yeah, definitely. And I can imagine like being there and hearing from someone, you said that the other couple that was there that she had done it, mm-hmm. hearing from somebody else who has experience with it. Uh, I'm sure she only had amazing things to say. And then the fact that Dale is doing this nine years in a row now. I mean, mm-hmm. holy cow. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. There was, right. Yeah, she raved about it. And they, they did, the, you know, the testimonial just from this guest at dinner and, you know, Dale sharing his experience. There was an interruption during COVID, but they've done it for nine years. And his, through his community, they've raised over $2 million for this charity, $2 million. Wow. Okay, so when you when you decided to sign up, then you sign up like as a part of Dale's team as the business blueprint team. So you guys yes. are kind of like riding together. Oh, yeah, riding cool. w- with them. Yeah, we decided to yeah. join. And I think that's what's unique about this whole experience, which I think we'll, we'll talk about when it comes to giving back, because there's different ways you can give back, right? You can donate time, you can donate money. One of the things that was appealing is this shared experience, is that you're mm-hmm. doing this thing together with other people and it is one of kind of the hallmarks of this of this ride 
particularly for this for this organization so yeah we'll talk a little bit more about that but I think the very first thing was the 500 kilometers yeah the goal you know you have to raise a certain amount five thousand dollars and I thought oh okay well this you know first of all I'm not someone who cycles every day or regularly Uh, will I be able to do it the physical challenge of it that was one of the first things that came to mind and then the the raising of of the funds as well but then when I when he shared the story of how the organization came to be and what it's all about I thought oh no this sounds this sounds really really good like we want to do this and as someone who likes a good challenge I mean this is this like a multifaceted challenge right you're getting out of your comfort zone in so many different ways for the bike (laughs) and fundraising asking people for money and and all these different kinds of things so I think that's really awesome a lot of the times when I'm thinking about whether or not to do something a lot of it's driven by like is this something I've done before and if it's not like that's all the much more reason to try it out and experience that and the fact that you're doing it for this charity uh, I think you had said 100% goes straight to the charity right there's not a whole bunch of like bells and whistles uh, that Mm -hmm. all this money is being split a million different ways right that's exactly right so that's one of the other compelling things about this charity that Dale shared with us that night and then I've you know since looked read done a bit of research listened to interviews with the founder so the way the organization is structured is that a hundred percent of the funds raised goes straight to the kids to the homes and to the projects that they create and the way they raise uh, their funds to support the administration the salaries and all of that is through another organization that they have mm. So, which I thought was really interesting because I guess years ago I had heard, you know, people say that most big organizations, big charities, very little of the money that's raised goes Mm -hmm. actually into the cause because the organization is a massive organization to run and all of the administration costs and salaries and all of that. I mean, have you heard of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, think of all the overhead and like Mm -hmm. all the people that are running it. And then then you hear about these charities like throwing these lavish events every year for like their, you know, whoever. And yeah, definitely. So when Dale, you know, talked about how this organization is structured, I was like, okay, this this sounds really good. So yeah, so and the organization hands across the water, it's geared at helping kids building homes food, shelter, education in, uh, in Thailand. Right. So a little bit of a a backstory. So the founder of hands, his name is Peter Baines. He worked as a forensic investigator and he led, he was a police officer in in Australia, but he led, uh, teams, um, for victim identification in situations like the Bali bombings. I don't know if you heard about the Bali bombings. A lot Mm. of Australians died. Then uh, the Thailand tsunami, which is known as the Boxing Day tsunami of 2004. Mm -hmm. I remember that, but it's just a vague memory, right? It was so so long ago. But of course, over 225,000 people died in that disaster. Jeez. It was huge, right? Yeah, I think at the time. blowing. I know. It was like, I think at the time it was like one of the largest uh, natural disasters. And so Peter, who led all these teams, I think he even pioneered a technique for rapid identification of, you know, victims. And so he was in Thailand at the time. 
And I think the catalyst for creating this charity was that he met this lady who had come from Bangkok, a Thai lady, and had set up a tent near one of the epicenters of the disaster. And she was supporting and feeding children. And a lot of the children that he saw were actually children who were coming to look for their parents amongst the remains. Oh, that's so yeah. heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. It's and and so I think his first goal was to create a home for these kids who were being uh, fed and looked after by this woman who just set up, you know, mm-hmm. randomly there to help these kids. And then I think when they re- managed to do that, they re- they built a home. He realized, okay, the the work is not done. You know, there's a lot of kids who will still be left with no family um, or people Mm -hmm. to look after them. And so now, of course, this was 2004, right? So a lot of these kids have already grown up and kids who've been through this organization have, um, you know, graduated university, have been given skills and, and are working. But what the organization continues to do is support kids who don't have parents or who have parents who aren't able to care for them or... Um, when police and government have intervened and sent these kids to them. So they still continue to help, you know, these children. I think now they've got like seven homes across Thailand and over like 350 kids uh, put through their program. They're just, yes, there's food, shelter, education, love, support, all of that. And so, yeah, it was a very compelling like story. I didn't know about this organization. thought, no, this sounds like something I really want to do. Yeah, I can definitely see how it would be an easy yes <laughs> to get involved with an organization like this. And we're going to have links to this organization. We'll link to the bike in Thailand. Um, we're also going to link to Nicole's donation page, which actually I donated to before we started this episode today. I hadn't had a chance to visit your page yet. And when I visited it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm again, I'm so proud of you. I think this is like just it's such a worthy cause. And I'm excited that you're diving into this challenge. Thank you so much. It's hard to ask for money. You know, it's something that surprised me. And I think we'll talk about your experiences because I know you've had a lot of experience with different um, charities and fundraising. But as I said, it's the first time for me. And one of those things of actually asking for money, which is weird, it's like, why is it awkward? Why is it? It's not like the money's going to me or anything like that. Why do we have that instinctive like, oh, I don't want to ask. I'm too shy to ask. Yeah. So have you like done any like research into it or I know that I had mentioned to you that my sister-in-law is uh, she's a breast cancer survivor and she does try for a cure every year and she's been like one of the leading fundraisers in Maine for years now she's she's so good at it and she's just starting her next round of fundraising for this year's Try for a Cure. And uh, I forwarded you that email. I think it's interesting to kind of see like how other people do it. But in addition to that, are there like, are there resources that Hands Across the Water are, are providing you? I'm sure they, they've got a great system down for that. 
Yes. And first of all, thank you. I wanted to make sure that I yeah. thank you for your donation. And I'll, I do want to say thank you later on to people who have donated so far. And thank you also for putting me in touch with Marcy as well, because that's, you know, to see other people doing it is really inspiring to see how other people have done it. But yes, to answer your question about the resources, uh, Hans and Dale, they've shared a whole bunch of resources uh, to give you ideas on things you can do events you can host to get closer to your goal and they've got a lot of fun ones too which you wouldn't think you know you could do like pub crawls a thai cooking class you can host a movie night a wine tasting oh, experience yeah like there's all these fun things you can do uh, i don't know maybe you could speak to a little bit of some of the things that you've seen marcy do um, but i definitely want to check out what she's done in the past yeah, for sure. She does uh, this huge barbecue every year and she does like a cookout where people enter to be like one of the people barbecuing and then they do like a big contest to see like who barbecued the best food. <laughs> everyone's got different meals that they do or a different dish that they do. So it makes it really fun for everyone who comes and she'll do, uh, you know, like raffle tickets and you vote with your raffle tickets for like whose food was the best. And then she gives away prizes. I mean, she's just like, she loves hosting and she's such a great host too. So, but any of those ideas that you mentioned, are all so cool like why not get some friends together and do a movie night or a wine tasting or just something fun because even without that I know that a lot of people would be excited to donate but when you know everybody's got so much going on mm. and it's like you don't want to you feel like you're bugging people like yeah. once you hit a certain threshold of asks but like when you get people in a room together for an event, mm -hmm. I think it's a whole different ballgame because people are coming knowing, okay, this event is Nicole is doing it to help raise money for this ride that she's doing. And it kind of doesn't become so awkward anymore because people already know that that's what it's for, right? I don't know. That's kind of how I look at it. No, I love that. It's very reassuring. Uh, and, you know, this is a thing, too. I haven't done this before. And I'm like, why haven't I done this? And mm. I'll just share really quickly that one night Omar and I were at dinner and we were sharing our bucket list. And one of my bucket list items was that I wanted to do some sort of volunteer work, you know, charity work. And I think that what I put out there was something quite you know go overseas and do this and and it, it sounded mm -hmm. like a little bit grandiose and he just asked me well what's like a minimal viable version of that what's, what's something small that you could do and I was like okay that's a good way to think about it like it doesn't have to be something massive and huge it could be something local something small and that kind of sat with me and then when with Dale and he talked about you know his this this bike ride I was like okay, this is an opportunity. I've always wanted to do this. It, it doesn't have to fit a certain idea. This is an act of what I'm looking to do. It's one of my items of things that I really want to do. Um, so of course I have to say yes, because this is my opportunity. All to say that, you know, there's so many ways. I, I also want to say that probably naively thought like many people that giving back always had to do with like having a certain amount of money, a certain amount of wealth, or only mm -hmm. then you'll be able to. And I've really changed my mind on that understanding that no, there's so many ways. And of course people say, well, of course there are, but until you actually actively look for those opportunities. Yeah. 
you're just going to think, oh, it's something I'll do one day. Well, and what awesome timing that like you and Omar had recently had this conversation and then you guys get together with Dale and this opportunity is there. It's like it was meant to be. Mm. So tell me about um, something you I know that you've done a lot of charity work. You've done you've participated in fundraisers. Well, I mean, I'm excited to talk about, you know, we've mentioned multiple times how many different ways there are to give back. So I'm excited to kind of go through some of those things. And then Mm -hmm. maybe as we talk about some different ones, you and I can both chime in about Mm -hmm. ways that we've been involved. Yeah, I think that top of mind, first thing people think about, which we've both already said is probably just like monetary donations, which are obviously great. I mean, these places need money in order to provide the help and the support that they have built themselves to give. <laughs> so and there's that's nothing wrong with that, right? And there's nothing wrong with right. it. That's what you right. can do in that moment. That's what you're able to do. That's what you want to do. That's the only way you can support. There's nothing wrong with just a monetary donation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, John and I have been a part of a lot of charities where we have donated monetarily. And sometimes that is instead of, you know, being able to donate your time or other resources. So if you do have the financial means to donate and these places need monetary donations, which they all do, I think it's a great thing to do. We've been heavily involved in Pencils of Promise, which is an organization that builds schools. Um, They do uh, projects in Guatemala. They have projects in Africa. Um, John and I actually got to go on a trip to Guatemala to see one of the schools, which was such a cool experience. I think it's really cool that they do those for donors is give you the opportunity to Mm -hmm. go and actually like see your money at work and get to meet the kids and meet the families like you you see the impact right it's not Mm -hmm. just a newsletter that they send you to say thank you for your money it's like you're actually seeing like boots on the ground seeing the impact so that was really cool and I think that's what makes it the experience even more meaningful and impactful for you right because I know from what Omar has shared this is before he and I were together he did a habitat for humanity uh, a house build in Kenya he took a whole bunch of students from the the college he was working at and they went and did a, a house build there And he's reshared that story so many times and I can just see it had such a huge impact on him, on the kids, on the community that they built the house for. And I think that just takes it to a whole other level, right? When you're actually there and you're actually seeing the work having an impact. Absolutely. And I think it's so smart for organizations to do things like that, which like, Maybe during your bike in Thailand, you will have an opportunity to kind of see some of the these things at work, which would be so cool because I know for me being, you know, at a school that Pencils of Promise built and learning about the different programs that they put into place is like they kind of showed us other ways to be involved too. like mm-hmm. first it was a donation to build a school, which is, you know, that's a big donation, but then they also have donation levels where you can donate a smaller amount to help kickstart a program within that school where, Mm -hmm. you know, the kids might learn about, you know, why Mm -hmm. it's important to wash your hands and 
things that we take for granted and that we learn like before we even know what we're doing, but that not everybody has that privilege. And so I think it's really smart that organizations provide stuff like this because I think it gets people even more involved. I I know that's been the case with us. Mm. Yeah, that's what stood out really with this bike ride is that the connection that you and the, the the bond that you form with other people who are participating and then at the end the last day the ride is to meet the kids and to see the kids and to visit one of the homes I believe awesome I can only imagine what that feeling is like after you know the effort of raising for a year yeah being co- very connected to the cause and then actually and then doing the hard yards, <laughs> those, the bike ride itself, then to see to see the kids, to see the, the people working, um, you know, who are supporting this whole organization. I can only imagine that's going to be a really yeah. powerful moment. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about mm. it. It's going to be incredible. Um, so that's a monetary side mm. of things. We're, we're all pretty familiar with that, right? Mm-hmm. You can also donate your time, which we've mentioned. So this might be volunteering to help with an event that's going on in your area. It might be volunteering your time on a more regular basis. Like, you know, I know parents who volunteer at their school to do reading hour in some classrooms. I know people who volunteer to help serve at soup kitchens or, you know, homeless shelters, mm-hmm. that type of thing. I've done this here in Puerto Rico with hurricane relief after some of the big hurricanes that we've had over the past several years. There have been people who have put together teams that like go out and deliver water and supplies and food to areas that have been hit really hard and that there's not like a lot of access to either Mm -hmm. roads are broken down, power's out, like there's no communication. You have to actually drive or walk there to get to these places to provide people with like very bare necessity, like basic needs. And while I haven't been one of the teams on the ground actually doing that, I've found that I have been able to be very useful in helping with the logistics of all of Mm -hmm. that. So I'm donating my time in a way that uses my skills to where I could add the most value. I can put together spreadsheets and I can put Mm -hmm. people's contact information together and I can create a WhatsApp group and have people in that WhatsApp group that are going out on these missions. So sometimes it's kind of just thinking about it in a different way, right? You might think like, oh, well, I can't go every Tuesday to do this thing or I don't what I don't want to volunteer on an event. That's totally fine. Maybe there's a way that you can donate your time in a different way. That's super valuable. Yeah, of course. Okay, so donating money, donating time. Um, You can also take on a leadership role to help a group of people thrive, come together. We've talked about this before on some of our episodes. I started a lady bosses group here in the community that I live in to help bring women together who run their own businesses. So female entrepreneurs. I started this group with my friend Heidi here, and I just feel like this is a great way to give back to the community, give back to female entrepreneurs. Again, kind of create a space for people to come together because I know that not everyone has a super easy time with just reaching out to people or 
you know, I'm an introvert too, but for whatever reason, I think entrepreneurship has kind of pushed me outside of that a little bit. But I know that especially when you're coming into a new community, maybe like for a lot of people who have just moved here, they don't know a lot of people. So these events have really created like a safe space for females in the community to come together, be able to talk about their business. And a lot of female entrepreneurs, unfortunately, aren't used to being around other female entrepreneurs, you know, Um, they might find themselves out of events or conferences or in masterminds and they're around other males or uh, maybe haven't found other females to connect with. So I feel like giving back can even be something where you're just helping create a space for people to come together. Do you think like this sense of being very mindful of, of the community that you're a part of and how you can contribute did it change for you when you moved to Puerto Rico? Because I feel like if you're in your own city, like especially when you've grown up in one city and you're just like, I don't know if it's as top of mind as when you move to a, a new community and you're aware of like there are new people coming in. I need to integrate into this community. There are people that might feel left out. Has has that been different for you? Yeah, I definitely do think that that's a, an aspect of it. Because if I think back to starting this group, A big reason for it was because I knew what I felt like when I came here and Mm -hmm. that's what I really wanted. And there wasn't that. And so I started it and I knew that if I started it and I started meeting other female entrepreneurs, that they probably feel the same way as I did. So yeah, without having moved to a new place and kind of, you know, lost that community that I had back in San Diego, it wouldn't have been as top of mind, right? Mm. Yeah, I I think I'm also reflecting a little bit on like what I did maybe in my early, in my 20s, early 30s, which was I did donate to organizations like World Vision and Greenpeace. And now I feel like maybe just being more mindful of this element of community, of connection, of these shared experiences. It's kind of changed the way I'm going to be looking out for these opportunities to to give back yeah that's kind of tied to more uh more connection versus just you know a donation or yeah right well and i think that that's like the awesome thing about having conversations like this one is sometimes you don't even realize that Mm. you're giving back right you're fulfilling a want desire or need of your own you're at the same time helping and supporting other people and in a lot of ways you're helping a lot of other people in a cause such as hands across the water. Um, so yeah, I think it's cool to kind of brainstorm and talk about like these different examples because it really does open your mind to what's possible. Or like you said, looking out for those opportunities, being more aware of when they're like right in front of you. Right. Okay. So we've talked about money. We've talked about time. We've talked about leadership and, you know, creating a space for other people. The last way that we have that we were going to share today is in the business world. This might be donating your time for coaching, mentorship, volunteering at an event. This is kind of like all the other things wrapped up into one, but in the business world. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole, I know both of us have experience with doing this. Why don't you share um, yours? I just recalled actually our first event and I, had, I hadn't thought about this until now when we ran Webinar Ninja Live in San Diego. And it was our first oh, event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Such very, a great event. 
thank you. Very bootstrapped, very minimal Bible. But, you know, it was our first conference ever. And I recall we had the help of uh, Jay and Chloe, who were volunteers at that event, who really helped us at the, mm. the front desk, welcoming guests and giving up their time. And I just felt like, wow, they it, it was just so good of these guys to give up their time to do this. And of course, they got free tickets, they got to meet everyone, but whatever. But, you know, the fact that that they gave up their time at an event like that was such a huge help for us at the time. Yeah, it just came to me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great example. I think there's so many... And- like that opportunity, yes, it was amazing for them to donate their time and to help you guys out. But think of what they got from it too, right? It's such a win-win. Right. And right now, as as everybody knows, as we've already shared, I'm, Omer and I are working out of a co-working space at Fishburners. And part of the membership there is if you can mentor, if you have a, an area of expertise that you want to share and, and can share with, you know, some of the new founders, uh, you can, you know, put your profile up and say the areas that you're able to help out with. Um, so I did that and I've, you know, I've already mentored, I think about three or four people, not, not many, oh, it's just wow. a, a fresh, fresh thing, but, um, no, I mean, you've only been there for a couple of weeks. That's pretty yeah, great. Yeah. And this, yeah, it was, um, it, it's been, it, it was good. It was really, it was really nice. You know, I was talking to the topics that I was offering help in is, is in podcasting, is validating product ideas or creating an MVP. So it's just interesting to, and it feels really good uh, when, you know, you you really can see how, how just a little bit of your advice and experience can go a long way to someone who's at a different point in their journey. Mm, yeah, I find that people, you know, it's so easy to get stuck. I've, I've totally been there before where you're like, I just feel like if someone could help me get past this <laughs> yeah. one roadblock, then everything would open up. I could just and ask yeah, this question. <laughs> right, right. Sometimes it is that simple. Um, so I think that's really awesome. Donating your time. Again, this kind of goes back to thinking about what skills you have and whether or not you could offer those up at a co-working space is a great example. I've been a part of events before where they've like raffled off time with people and I've donated my time to things like that before. So those are awesome ways to give back as well. All right. So we talked about money. We talked about time. We talked about leadership roles and bringing people together. We talked about mentorship and volunteering in the business world. And oh my goodness, I hope that everyone else is feeling as excited about giving back as I am. I hope that everyone else who's tuning in has taken an idea or two or maybe just opened their mind a little bit more about all the different ways that giving back can look and what a huge benefit it is. Like every one of these situations that we've described today and that we've talked about is just like a win, 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 win. (laughs) And it's so easy to get involved, right? You just have to be paying attention and you have to be mindful of these opportunities. I love yours that like you and Omar were talking about your bucket list, that you went to this dinner with Dale, you had this opportunity, you took it. And 
I'm just, I can't wait for your bike ride. Again, we're going to be linking up Hands Across the Water. We're going to link up Nicole's fundraiser page. And Nicole, I want you to close us out with another word on your fundraiser. Yeah, I really resonated with the mission of Hands Across the Water, which is a mission to create a life of choice for kids rather than one of chance. You know, it really spoke to me and I'm very excited about this. Yes, I was very nervous about signing up and I really want to, you know, be able to reach my goal and give what I can and beyond to these to this organization and to these kids. And I want to just say thank you. I haven't, I feel terrible that I have not yet, you know, publicly thanked people who have already donated. So do you mind, Kate, if I just do that right now? I would love for you to do it here. Yes, please. (laughs) All right. So big thank you to Jenny and Jordan Harbinger, to the Merrymaker sisters, Emma and Carla, who've been guests of the show as well. Yes. Connor and Caitlin O'Grady, to Cassandra and Ramit Sethi, and last but not least, to Kate and John. Thank you so much, you guys. I really, really appreciate this, and I'm going to give it my all. I'm really passionate about this organization. I think it's a beautiful organization, the work they've done, and I will do this bike ride, give it my all, and get to meet these kids and and people from the organization. Very excited. Uh. I know that you will. I know that you give that you will give this everything you've got. And I'm so happy to be on this journey with you and supporting you. And I can't wait to follow your journey and hear all about it. I'm so excited for you to do this bike ride. So again, friends, make sure you check out Nicole's fundraiser page. We'll have it linked up in the description of today's episode. And as we close out today's chat on giving back, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And thank you, friends. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.